Support for this podcast comes from Davis Malm. If you're a buyer, seller, investor, or lender, Davis Malm attorneys know each deal has unique needs and requirements. Building client relationships one transaction at a time. More at davismalm.com. D-A-V-I-S-M-A-L-M dot com. WBUR Podcasts. Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. WBUR climate and environment correspondent, Barbara Moran. Hello, hello. It's been too long, Barb. Where you I been? know. I, well, well. <laughs> actually, actually, <laughs> where, I heard you've been down at the Cape. I have been. You on vacation? You're a little out of season. Mm. You know, I feel like I have this whole different view of the Cape than most people because I only go to sort of the worst places. If Barb is down at the Cape, it's not a good thing. <laughs> She's not there for the seafood. So so tell me what's going on down at Cape Cod. All right. So Cape Cod, which, you know, is this uh, summertime tourist paradise, right, yep. that everybody goes down to for the summer for the beach and swimming and boating. Mm-hmm. They have this water pollution problem, okay. right? And it's been going on for decades. And what it is is there is too much nutrients in the waterways. So nutrients meaning nitrogen and phosphorus, which is basically fertilizer. Not the good kind of nutrients. In this case, the nutrients aren't positive. Well, that's an excellent point because, yes, in small amounts they're positive, but there's just way too much, right? So they get into the waterways, they get into the ponds, they get into the bays, and they cause this huge overgrowth of algae, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it's like toxic algae, which means you can't swim and your dogs can't go in the water and it's like gross and you so you can't swim all summer and sometimes it's non-toxic algae but it's still like gross and it smells and it causes fish kills and it's bad it's bad for property values it's bad for tourist economy and it's bad for the ecosystem right wow yeah this is the first time i'm hearing about this how long has this been an issue i mean it's been known about for a couple decades right But getting worse and worse and worse in recent years as the water gets warmer because of climate change and as the problem gets worse, right? Mm -hmm. So the Association to Preserve Cape Cod, which is a group down there, their most recent study found that about 30% of ponds, so these all these swimming ponds at Cape Cod, 30% of ponds are impacted by this and have unacceptable water quality, and 90% of the saltwater estuaries and bays. So it's a huge problem. So. Where are all these nutrients coming from? Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. took a while for them to figure this out. So where it's coming from are from septic tanks, which is a way to deal with household wastewater, right? So it's basically you have a house, you flush the toilet, you have your sink, everything goes into a tank under your house, and then it sort of settles in there, and then the liquid part sort of diffuses out into the soil mm. around there. and. This is a sort of common way to deal with wastewater in rural areas. And, and, you know, when houses are really spread out, it works totally fine. And the Cape used to be pretty rural, right? But now it's like super built up and there's just way too many houses and way too many septic tanks. And all of this nitrogen and, um, and phosphorus, from mostly from pee, is getting into the sand and then getting into the water and causing this algae growth, wow. right? Wow. Yeah. Now, it's so bad that the state last year passed a regulation, right, that said, okay, enough, guys, seriously, you need to clean this up. Every community down there that has this impacted water, come up with a plan in five years, you got to clean it up. And if you don't, then every single person in your town is going to have to get a brand new schmancy septic tank 
that'll clean out the nitrogen and it's going to cost them like twenty five, thirty five thousand dollars. Oh man! So now it's sort of like everybody's on alert, right? They're like, oh crap. <laughs> it's like, we really got to clean this up. So now everybody down there is really starting to figure out how to do this. Okay. Now, right. what are folks thinking? Most people think about these basically two big ticket solutions, right? One is to put in sewers, right? Mm-hmm. So you probably know what a sewer is. If you live in greater Boston, like you flush the toilet and everything goes down a pipe, it goes to Deer Island, those big eggs, big eggs. by the airport, right? And it's the wastewater gets treated and then it goes out gets diffused into the ocean, and that's how it works in most cities, right? Yep. Sewers now kind of make sense in, you know, certain parts of the Cape where it's very densely packed. Downtown Falmouth or, like, a Hyannis, you know, some of these very, you know, densely packed areas are putting in sewers. But it's, like, super expensive, right? Yeah. Like, so I went to Barnstable and talked to them about it, and um, they are putting in sewers to 12,000 homes, but it's like $1.4 billion, and it's going to take them 30 years. The options for solutions you just laid out sound very expensive, time-consuming, complicated. Yeah, yeah. But you also looked into one that is more uh, organic. Amazing. Yeah, organic. Like, a, like somebody more innovative <laughs> is the word I'm looking for. Like there's there's a couple down there that you talked to yes. who are experimenting <laughs> with a potential solution, please tell us about it. <laughs> yes. The power couple of pea cycling. <laughs> Everybody in, in the Cape is starting to do these numbers in their head and being like, holy crap, right? So there's this couple down there, Earl and Hilda, and they were starting to hear the same thing. So I went and interviewed them, and here's, here's what Earl said. So we learned that Falmouth, our town, was going to spend $600 million over 40 years and build as many sewers as they could in that time. And that's a huge amount of money for a town of 30,000 people. So we started studying alternatives to sewers, and that if you could divert the urine only, you could divert 80% of the nitrogen that's causing the trouble. Okay, so Earl and Hilda go off, and they do all this research, right? And they find what he just said, that most of the problem is caused by pee, right? Mm -hmm. So it turns out there are special toilets that divert the pee. So you go and, you know, do your business. <laughs> the poo goes one way, the pee goes into another chute, and the pee goes into a separate tank. And then you can just have the pee taken away or whatever. They just put the pee on their garden. So if you take it away, you can either put it to a wastewater treatment plant or you can recycle it into fertilizer, mm-hmm. you know, which is being done up in Vermont. Um, but it keeps it out of these already over-impacted waterways, right? Yeah. So they're sort of like, we should be pee cycling. And everybody's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Gross. I don't want to do this, you but know? But you got to do what you got to do. Well, you know, they have all these tours in their house. They have people come down and see the pee cycling. And they're like, oh, you know, this is actually kind of okay, right? And especially when you're looking at, you know, am I going to pay 20000 bucks to get hooked up to sewer? Or am I going to pay 40000 bucks for this fancy new septic tank? Or can I just get kind of this new toilet thing? And do the pee cycling. So they have been advocating this, you know, sort of from the fringe for a while in Falmouth. But other people are starting to glom onto it. And it's actually, there's a pilot project coming up for vote in Falmouth in April in town meeting for like a 50-house pilot project Mm -hmm. to set them up for pee cycling. If it passes, it'll be like the first time this is done in the country.
We're going to take a break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we're back with more from Barbara Moran. How do you get support for something like peace cycling? Right. So peace cycling, you know, there's an initial ick factor, right? And people are like, eh, I don't want to do this, da 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 And I was visiting with Earl and Hilda, the peace cycling power couple, and um, I said to Hilda, I was like, hey, you know, this, is, this isn't as weird as I thought, you know? And she, she turns to me with, like, the stare, right? And she says... People always think it's going to be weird, and people need to think about this differently. So here's what she said to me. I tell people, we have to change, right? And we cannot have the climate change if we don't change. And if flush toilet is so important to people, they have to tell their kids that they prefer their flush toilet over their kids' future. And that's really how I feel. Huh? Wow. She was pretty intense. It's powerful. Yeah, right? And not everybody is quite as intense as her. But, you know, she has a point, right? It's like everybody's like, ooh, climate change, ooh, pollution, da-da-da. But I still want to have my hamburgers and, you know, throw away water bottles and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But it's like we could all make a little bit of an effort, mm-hmm. right? How hard is it to get set up for this? Ah, that's a good question. Well, you would need a new toilet and a new sort of place for the, you know, stuff to go. If you wanted a, a toilet that sort of looked like a normal toilet and a whole system that didn't feel any different for you, it'd probably be like 10000 bucks, mm-hmm. something like that. You could just sort of, you know, have the men in the house pee into like a urinal and mm-hmm. deal with it that way. And that would cost you 100 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I have heard it's every man's dream to have a urinal in their house. Bar, we got to <laughs> I ran this by <laughs> I ran this by my teenage sons, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, that's one way to uh, build support for peace cycling. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, it all sounds really gross and everything. But seriously, if you just had the men on the Cape peeing into urinals and had that pee cycled, that could go a long way to solving this whole problem very cheaply. 
Now, I want to zoom out, Barb. I want to zoom out and ask about the stakes. If the waterways continue as they are, what is at stake for Cape Cod? Yeah. You know, people always say this phrase existential crisis, you know, they overuse it. But this this really is an existential crisis for the Cape because the Cape, more than a lot of places, it's it's all about water and Mm -hmm. it's all about the purity of the water and the clean water, right? So I interviewed one woman, um, Pat Allman, who lives on a pond that had a big algae bloom a year or two ago, and she's been involved with um, some of this cleanup, and she put it really well. The Cape economy is still people coming here in the summer. So if they can't swim in um, our ponds, they can't swim in our ocean, they can't boat, there's not going to be any reason for them to come here. So that so that's number one. So if you rent a house by a pond and then you get there and you can't swim in it the whole time you're there for two weeks, you're not going to rent that again. Why yeah. Why would you do that? You'll go somewhere else. Home values, right? A lot of these people have homes on water bodies, on a pond or on, you know, a little bay where they have a boat. And now it's like clogged with algae all summer, right? And yeah. you, you can't boat. You can't go on a kayak. I mean, it's it's gross. And you definitely can't fish. No. If you're into that. No. It's shellfish, gonzo. And that's the other the other bit of the economy is the fishing industry, yeah. right, is going, you know, in trouble because of this. And then on top of that is just the, the whole ecosystem. You know, there's just sort of the eelgrass and the seagrass and the, you know, all the, the clams and the reason that people go down there to see mm-hmm. all this, like, the beautiful water and everything. And it's, you know, it's it's dying. And if it goes too far, it won't be able to come back, right? We're still at a point where things can recover, but that won't last forever. It sounds like we have this issue with these algae blooms that's put the people of Cape Cod in a situation where they really have to think hard outside of the box. Yeah. Um, (laughs) About a subject they don't usually want to think about. Right. You know, (laughs) you just want to do your business and be done with it, right? Yep. (laughs) But now we have to deal with this. So what's next? A lot of this is sort of moving along. You know, they're building sewers in places and they're putting in septic tanks in other places. And I, I really do think that um, Falmouth has a chance to really be sort of a leader right now for the rest of the Cape if they sort of put through this P-cycling pilot program um, in town meeting in April. And there's also other sort of smaller endeavors going on like um, – banning lawn fertilizer, you know, because that causes runoff. And so I think there's a lot of small things happening, a lot of, a lot of big things happening, and hopefully it's all happening fast enough to fix the problem before it gets too bad. Got it. Well, <laughs> Barb, what a ride this was. Uh-huh, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Thank you for being willing to talk about toilets. Always. <laughs> And that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you are enjoying this show, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, especially Apple or Spotify. Rate and review us. Let us know how you're liking the show. We'd appreciate it. Thank you if you already did. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. And with that... I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow. It's a water sound in there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an adult. Okay.